This NFL Week 8 Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Roster brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, October the 27th, currently 3.08 on the East Coast. Here to get into our NFL Week 8 Sunday game player props. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the Motorsports King, the hardest working man in the sports betting industry and sports media. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? I am happy that it is Friday, although I got a long weekend. Kid has a uh, band review this weekend, and we're going to be gone pretty much all day tomorrow. So as much as I'm looking forward to the weekend, uh, I- I'm I'm ready for it to be the weekend after the week. I don't know, whatever it is, but I'm happy to be talking props. One of my favorite things to do and closing out the week doing it. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, definitely a busy, uh, busy weekend. I know you got family stuff. I got family stuff as well this weekend. I got I got a wedding uh, to be at this weekend. So, yeah, b- busy times, especially uh, this time of year uh, with the holiday season right around the corner here as well. But also joining us, also the hardest working man in the sports betting industry. He's firing in all, all cylinders for the NBA and, of course, the NFL here as well. It's Crispy Cap'n. I know Chris is going to be busy this weekend as well. What's going on, Chris? Man, no breaks allowed. It's no breaks, you know, and we don't know when the foreseeable future is going to be here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, excited, though. Excited, like you said, man. NFL is here. Uh, Thursday night football was was pretty good. I looked, I checked, it was 10-0. I check again, it's 10-10. Uh, and then I see the under the under caches, which I'll lean that way. And also I saw that uh, I saw that they were able to cover that, that nine, nine and a half, eight and a half. Have the way you got that number because they ended up losing last night by eight. That, that being the Tampa Buccaneers, so I'm um, excited to talk prop with you guys as always. And like you said, you know, it's a busy weekend. I actually turn 34 tomorrow, so happy okay. birthday to me. Um, but yeah, super busy weekend. We got Halloween. My son wants to go trick or treating ten times in in three days, so it's a lot going on for sure, man. I'm excited for though. Excited to be here with you guys to talk uh, week eight NFL props. Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream year for Crispy Cap in this upcoming weekend. So happy early birthday, my man. I would definitely make sure to wish you tomorrow for sure. So I hope you have a, a good weekend for your birthday weekend. But, hey, we got business to take care of here. We got to put money in our listeners' pockets. Now, unfortunately, Chris was able to do that yesterday. I was not able to. I went over 3 last night. But I did hit a couple of my touchdown pop bets. I guess that kind of saved the night for me. I... I I had the, I feel like that I had the handicap right first to fall on Diggs. I was really high on him coming into this game. 
He had the targets. He had the receptions. Just the yardage was not there for him uh, in this game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tyler Bass only gets one field goal, and James Cook only had one reception for six yards. But uh, did work out. I know we like Mike Evans to find the end zone. That got there. He also mentioned Alton Keaton to find the end zone as well. He got the end zone as well for Buffalo Bills. So uh, the touchdowns at least salvaged some of the props here for me on Thursday night. So hopefully on this um, on the Sunday card. Rod, how's your Thursday night football turnout? So, uh, yeah, definitely hit Mike Evans anytime touchdowns. So that was a good touch one. And Kate Otten, how about getting the hook? Did not burn me this time. Kate Otten, I had under 27 and a half receiving yards. Kate Otten finished the night 27 receiving. Seven on that. If he would have leaned forward even a half an inch more, on that one, then that would have not cashed that up. So you want to talk about living and dying by the hook, kids? This is exactly how that works. So a good there. Although, how about Baker Mayfield actually taking care of the ball and not throwing an interception? I got the Josh Allen part of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield did not. Therefore, the, the one and a half interceptions was safe. And uh, Micah Hyde obviously did not get an interception. But other than that, I mean, you know, two for three at 27. Did he have five last night? Okay. Well, hold on. I have to look because I, I know that it was, it was some – number that was not necessary. You should have had more on it. So K Dotton had uh four receptions for twenty seven yards. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get to, to his reception, but that number that didn't drop by the time we had recorded the Thursday night uh parps. But uh oh, it's all in the rear view mirror now um for the Thursday night football. Chris how did Thursday night football turn out for you, my friend? Yeah, like you said, you know, if it was a good Thursday, man. Finally. I typically do well do better on Sundays and Thursdays, you know, kind of stink it up, but Everything was good for me. We swept the board yesterday. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen, um, over 255 passing yards cash. Rashad White had 39 yards, I want to say, like in the first half. And, yeah. and I was still able to get him under 47 and a half. You know, it was a bit of an outlier. Uh, so he cashes on the under. Uh, really loved those under spots. And then Dalton Kincaid, I talked about him stepping in for Dawson Knox. Kind of, you know, rinse and repeat of what he did last week. So uh, over 35 and a half, over 36 and a half, 37 and a half. I talked about all of those numbers. He cashed all of those as well. And then uh, end zone props. I talked about, uh, we, we all said we like Mike, uh, like Mike Evans. Not mm-hmm. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans, yeah. And then we all, I also like Josh Allen. They both scored yesterday. So it was a pretty go. much a clean sweep last night, man. So uh, definitely looking to, you know, take that into to the weekend for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, no, last Thursday, I had, I had a great uh, Thursday as well this week. It was Chris. So hopefully we carry all that momentum all of us going into the Sunday games uh, for the our uh, NFL Week 8 player props. Gentlemen, let's kick it off here. You guys know how we do it here. Uh, we'll give our, um, obviously, our player props, touchdown prop bets, and then uh, we'll wrap it up with best bets uh, for the NFL Week 8 player props. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off uh, this week for your first player prop? I will start with a team that's near and dear to Chris's heart. That is, of course, the Washington Commanders. Uh, I'm going to take their quarterback, Sam Howell. Passing attempt number is set at 34 and a half. I'm taking the over on this one. They're playing the Eagles. And if you look at Sam Howell, he's throwing the fourth most passes in attempting, at least the fourth most passes in the league behind Josh Allen, behind Kirk Cousins, behind Patrick Mahomes. He's tied right now with Jared Goff for fourth in the league. That team is throwing the ball a lot. Sam Howell has uh, has gone over this number in basically all but two or three games, rather, this season. He's had 42 pass attempts against the Giants, 51 against the Bears, 41 against the Eagles last time they met, 39 against the Broncos. Uh, and, and so he, like I said, has been putting that ball up a lot. What have the quarterbacks done against the Eagles lately? 
Well, 54 attempts by Mac Jones in week one, 44 by Kirk Cousins. Baker Mayfield broke the string with 25, but that's Baker Mayfield. I don't care about him anyways. Uh, like I said, Sam Howell throwing 41, uh, Matthew Stafford throwing 37. The last two quarterbacks that have faced this team have not gone over 34 and a half uh, pass attempts, but that's Zach Wilson and uh, Tua. Tua is kind of an, I, I don't, it was not a big of a shootout as that game was supposed to be. So, um, I think Tua just didn't need to necessarily throw the ball that much. But again, I see, I think Sam Howell is going to do it again. He did it the first time they met. Going to have to do it again this time. They're probably going to be playing from behind, which means he's going to have to put a few more passes in the air in that second half. And 34 and a half is really not that big of a number for a guy uh, that that's averaging as many pass attempts as he is per game. So um, yeah, give me Sam Howell. The uh, attempts, like I said, at 34 and a half, I'll take the over. That's at plus 100 over on DraftKings. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially in a game where I think that, I mean, last the time time these two teams matched up, uh, it turned into a shootout going into overtime where the Eagles were able to sneak out the victory there. But um, I mean, he's done it over the last, I mean, take a look at the last four weeks, 42 attempts, 51, 41 for Sam House. Again, if it goes again, according to game strip again, uh, then he should. And if they are trailing in this game, uh, are the commanders to the Eagles? Um, yeah, you definitely do expect the, uh, sorry, for Sam Howell to be flinging the ball all over the football field for the commanders there. Uh, Chris, this is your quarterback, man. And what's your, what are your thoughts here? Absolutely. I'm with Rod. Um, I would only play over. I think, uh, you know, when I think about the Eagles defense, I talk about this all the time on the show. You definitely want to take the opposing running back to go under their rushing yards. And Brian Robinson went under when they were in Philly, even in that week when the Washington commanders were able to put points. So I love, I love that point. The only, the only thing that's a tad bit scary for me here. And, and I don't know how scary it is. It's not enough to talk me off. It's just the time of possession. Rod kind of mentioned it. You go back yeah. and look at, uh, you know, the, the game last week with Philadelphia. They, when they really want to play defense and their offense can move pretty slow, like stagnant down the field. They dominated time of possession 36 minutes to 23 last week, which is, you know, you want to keep, uh, you know, Dalton, you want to keep uh, the Dolphins offense off the field. Just run the ball, you know, have long, long, you know, uh, really long drives and, that's what they did last week. So that's the only thing. Maybe they, you know, it's the only hole I could poke in that argument at all. But he will definitely have to sling that ball down the field because uh, I don't see Brian Robinson having a lot of success on the ground this week. Uh, all right. Before we get over to Chris's first player prop here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sunday continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. When we sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. Also, the NBA is back, and to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right, Chris, let's get over to your first player prop uh, for the uh, week eight schedule. What do you got? So we're going to stick with quarterbacks, and we're going to go past attempts as well. I'm just following in Rod's footsteps. Rod's going to lead us to the money this week, and I'm just kind of following him. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Kenny Pickett. Past attempts over. 
34 and a half. So you can get this number just a tad bit lower than than uh than you can for somehow minus 114 over on FanDuel. So you don't get the plus money that Rod gets. But um, this one was a simple cap for me. Uh, this is the same line that we hit on last week on Thursday Night Football with Derek Carr against the same Jacksonville defense because they will be playing against Jacksonville and they will be at home, right? Um, mm-hmm. Jacksonville defense, they're just elite versus the run. And they force you to pass the ball in order to kind of keep it close. Opponents are passing the ball nearly 66% of the time um, versus defense, which is the second most. And they're averaging, opponents are averaging 41 and a half pass attempts per game, which is the most in the league. Jacksonville really makes you one-dimensional. Um, even at home, I think Pittsburgh struggles to move the ball on the ground. When they rank 29th currently in rushing yards per carry, 28th in rushing yards per game, and uh, they'll have to pass the ball. Expect Jacksonville to to make a to make them one dimensional. Uh, that offense one dimensional and and Pickett. I think I, I like this number up to about 35 for for Pickett as well. I think they'll be in a race ride to see who can pass the ball more this week between him and Sam Howell. So give me give me Pickett over 20. Uh, I'm sorry, over 32 and a half pass attempts is my favorite quarterback prop so far uh, this week. You know, and and I got I got a uh, I got an honorable mention that we'll talk about in a, in, in a few. Yeah, I, I like it. Again, you take a look at what's transpired the last two weeks, and it's, it's uh, I, don't, I guess maybe a coincidence, but both quarterbacks that the Jaguars faced last week in the, um, I think, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, and then obviously we like talked about Derek Carr last week. Both quarterbacks, 33 of 55, so 50-plus pass attempts for both of those quarterbacks. Let's go back to Josh Allen. When they played in London, he had 40. In the first two weeks, again, uh, I believe, yeah, Anthony Richardson had uh, 37, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes also had 41 in that game. So that's what uh, five out of the seven weeks that these quarterbacks have gone over their pass attempts, or uh, at least of this number uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So yeah, I definitely do dig in. Again, like you mentioned as well, Chris, that the uh, rush defense has been really good for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. So this team to have success for the Steelers is going to have to be on the shoulders of um, Kenny Pick. And again, also to the fact that I don't think Pittsburgh has had a lot of success running the football either. So it's going to have to be, you know, you know, running or sorry, throwing the football on the shoulders of uh, Mr. Kenny Pickett there. Uh, Rod, thoughts on this one? And that's exactly what I was going to say, too. Where's their running game been? Anyways, Jacksonville can take it away, but they don't have one to take away. So it's going to have to be uh, all on the passing game for Pittsburgh. I think the rest of the season until they actually find themselves a decent running game. So, yeah, I like this. And and you could probably look at this uh, number every single week and hammer the over on it. All right. I'll keep the theme going with attempts here, but I'll I'll pivot to a rush attempt uh, for a quarterback. I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor over four and a half rush attempts uh, in this game against the New York Jets. And he is going to be the starting quarterback. The official news came out a couple hours before we started recording here that Daniel Jones is going to be out for another week. Uh, They're going up against the New York Jets, um, quote unquote, on their home field. I get, you know, obviously both teams playing the same team, but um, since Tyrod Taylor has taken over as a starting quarterback uh, for the injured uh, Daniel Jones, he's been utilizing his running ability uh, against the opponent. So in the two games that he has actually started uh, for the Giants, Taylor has rush attempts of five and eight. But also quarterbacks uh, are no strangers to running the football against the Jets defense either, right? You take a look, every quarterback except for one has five or more rush attempts this season against the Jets. The only one I believe that didn't do it was Mac Jones um, of the New England Patriots. But every other quarterback has gone over this rush attempt of four and a half against the Jets. And again, I think for a lot of it has to do that front seven that generates pressure uh, against uh, the offensive line opposing uh, uh, opposing teams, which, again, 
those quarterbacks are getting to strangle us uh, uh scramble mode and now you have tyrod taylor we've seen historically throughout his career that he's able to utilize those leg and, and you know make a plays with his feet but again like i mentioned he's also done it gone over this number in the first two games that he's actually started uh for the new york giants so i think that thing continues here and like i mentioned week three uh mac jones had four attempts for 13 yards so that one you just lost by the hook but I like this for Tyrod Taylor. I would look at also his uh, rushing yards to go over. I think that number was posted at either 23 and a half or 24 and a half. Uh, but I do like Tyrod Taylor over four and a half rush attempts here, Rod. Well, and, you know, for Daniel Jones, it's it's almost the same anyways. It's the same kind yeah. of recipe where Daniel mm-hmm. Jones takes off with his legs as well. So this is not out of the game script for the Giants whatsoever to, to try to block for a running quarterback. So, um, yeah, I mean he's going to probably be escaping the pocket, but he's probably going to take it himself because that's kind of what he was known for too. sort of that dual threat quarterback back in the day. So um, you got to utilize your strengths and that's, that's one of them for Tyrod. So I'll take you on that one as well. Chris thoughts on uh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, just echoing what Rod said, the reason why it's his strength is because, for one, this week, the, the, you look at this Jets defense, they do put pressure on the quarterback. And I know you you gave the numbers already, um, you know, but you go back and look at the quarterbacks that they face, um, a lot of them are running for their lives. <laughs> and that's that's a natural habit of Tyrod, right? I'm looking yeah. at all every quarterback that they face so far this season having at least four, uh, you know, attempts. And, and th- just one four, you know, that was Mac Jones. And uh, in week three, so um, no way I could talk you off of this one. You know, I think this is a, a, a nice find by you. I, I don't really look into the Russian ones too much. So I like I like that we did the collab because I'm writing this down. All right, let's get over to round two of player props here. Chris, you want to lead us off? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dallas. So I'm looking at this, is a, this one doesn't is not going to stick out as much, but I'm looking at Tony Pollard um, and I'm, I like his rush yards this week. Sixty five and a half is the number. Minus it's a little juicy, minus one twenty on on points bet, but I really like this number for for uh, Pollard this week. You looking for me? I'm just looking at the game script from you know from from first and foremost. My thought process in this game is that Dallas will probably want to protect Dak as much as they possibly can from that, especially from that defensive line that the Rams have, and they they do have an above average pass defense. So no better way than doing that than handing the ball off to Mister Tony Pollard, who has struggled. Some, especially in the past few weeks against some pretty good rush defenses to kind of start the season off. You look at the Rams defense, they're allowing 117 yards per game on the ground, which puts them bottom 10. And opponents are also getting uh, a little over four yards of carry, which also puts them bottom bottom 10, bottom 10 in, in the league, bottom half of the league as well. Uh, so for me, I think this is a bad low spot for Tony Pollard in my eyes. Um, I think he's, you look at that backfield for Dallas, he's dominating the carries. Dallas is also running the ball 46 percent of the time, which is the sixth most, uh, and they're averaging just under 120 yards per game on the ground, which is actually uh, in the top 10 also. So I look for a big game for for Pollard this week um, after struggling the last couple of weeks. I think it could be a potential breakout game for Tony Pollard. Give me his rush yards over 65 and a half this week at home against the St. Louis, not St. Louis, the LA Rams. Uh, we still call it St. Louis. The OG still call it St. Louis, but. I mean, when you have Aaron Donald running uh, or trying to track you down and, and rip your head off, uh, I think that you're going to want to uh, run the ball a little bit more with Tony Pollard. And I don't, uh, Tony Pollard was a fantasy darling uh, coming into this season uh, in replacement of uh, Ezekiel Elliott, but I feel like he hasn't really panned out or maybe lived up to the hype yet. And maybe hopefully he breaks it out against the Rams here uh, on their home field. And again, he's only has 370 uh, rushing yards on the season, two only two touchdowns only. Uh, thus far this season for uh, Tony Pollard, but hopefully 
this is a week where he does break out uh, offensively uh, against uh, the L.A. Rams. Hopefully it's a, a it seems like a buy low situation here for uh, Tony Pollard here. Rod, thoughts on Tony Pollard? Um, well, I hate both of these teams, so I hope both of them have <laughs> uh, But no, listen, for Tony Pollard, you're right. It's, it's uh, kind of like we've been waiting to exhale. Like this guy, there was such a hype train around him coming into it with now this is his team, right? Elliot's gone. Now it's his team. So uh, at some point it's got to happen. And against the Rams, I could see that happening because, you know, for them, especially even from a, a time of possession standpoint, right? I mean, the Rams like to try to get big chunks of, of plays and, and, you know, whether that results in, in a touchdown quick or a quick three and out. So it just seems to me that, you know, there's a lot more time for Dallas to have the ball and they want that possession. They want to be able to, to have it. I mean, the Rams have a time of possession right now uh, of 30, 47 Dallas is 31, 52. So still kind of evenly matched in that capacity, but um, I still think that leads to more carries for Pollard down the road. All right, before we get over to Rod's uh, second player prop, uh, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter with this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for pl- parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability from the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do we got? I'm going to stay in that same game and uh, I'm actually going to take Cooper cup and uh, this may not be a very exciting or not exciting, but popular take, but I'm going to take his under on his receiving yards. Uh, 84 and a half is what it's set at right now. Uh, I'm going to take the under at minus 115, And you know that it takes a lot for me to, to, to take an under on this one as well. Uh, but for Cooper cup, look, I understand it. I get it. He had a gigantic couple of games. As soon as he came back, right? 118 yards against Philly, reannouncing himself back in there, 148 against the Cardinals, but he had 29 last week, right? Two catches for 29. And I'm not saying the Cooper cup is, is not going to be a, a good solid player this week, but he's playing a very stingy, very stingy Dallas passing defense uh, overall to the quarter or to the wide receiver position this season. They're averaging 119 total yards allowed per game. So that's not just, you know, one receiver getting 119. That's the entire receiving core. They gave up 145 combined yards to the Chargers. They gave up 133 to the Niners of all teams, 128 to the Patriots, 155 to the Cardinals, 112 to the Jets, only 41 yards total. I'm not talking about just one receiver. I'm talking about the whole receiving core against them. Now you add in Nakua and and uh, Cup in that same backfield there's not i mean that same receiving core they're probably both going to only get maybe 60 to 70 yards a piece at that so 84 seems like a very uh big stretch for for that to happen plus look the the teams aren't really even trying to throw the ball too much against dallas anymore 53 percent of the plays i mean it's just over half yeah but you know most teams it's like 60 some odd percent um that they're getting thrown on right you look at philadelphia 70 percent of the time san francisco 67 percent of the time dallas is in the top six of the, the teams that are getting thrown against the least. So I know the Rams offense is predicated around the pass. I get that. But I also get that if you take away one of the, the major 
pieces of a team's offense, they're not going to keep continue to try to do it, uh, especially late in the in the game when they're struggling. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Cooper Cup, this number is is a little higher than I think it it needs to be. So, eighty four and a half, I'll take the under on this one. Definitely a contrarian play here, uh, but it makes a lot of sense, right? And you also take a look um, what transpired last week with um, Gerald Henderson and Royce Freeman being uh, in the running back room for the Rams and those guys uh, combined to run 30 times uh, last week. So I think there may be number one that we're getting to the point of the season where we're expecting Matthew Stafford to go down with an injury. God, God forbid that happens. But I mean, we send him more times than not for uh, Matthew Stafford that it does happen. So you got to protect, start protecting him a little bit. But also the point that you made is that, you have Tutu Atwell, you have uh, Pokunakua, you have Tyler Higby in this offense here as well. And I think that, um, you know, this number is low for a reason. We're usually seeing, used to seeing Cooper Cup's number be in the 90s uh, when it comes to his receiving yards prop. Also, four career games against the Dallas Cowboys in his career, um, a total of 250, sorry, 266 yards, 60, 41, 40. Did have 125 last season, but again, a lot of that has to do with availability for some of these wide receivers for the uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams. So I like the contrarian look. I really do. Uh, uh, Chris, thoughts on this one? Man, I'm, I'm contrarian too, and I would only play this one under as well. I think Rob made a lot of good points, but you 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 mentioned two words that, that really stuck out to me, you know. Puka Nakua. This dude is spectacular and, you know, just another added weapon. And then you also think about, you know, you just go in, and and a lot of people are not going to want to hear what Rod got to say about taking an under on Cooper Cup, like you said, Rod. Like, that, that's not going to be on people's bingo card. But you look at this Cowboys defense, and it's been elite this far, so far. I, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now. I see, like, one receiver that's actually gone, that's had this many receiving yards against this team uh, this season. Uh, may, maybe two. Two. I think I see Gary Wilson, and I see Michael Wilson. Both of those ha- actually happened on the road as well against the Jets and against the Cardinals. So, uh, we do expect to focus, you know, uh, uh, Cowboys defense here, especially against the pass. That's typically, you know, their strongest point. Um, I like how you stepped out here on the on the ledge, right? I'm, I'm going to ride with you on this one and take this under as well. Uh, yeah, this is definitely contrarian for sure. So, uh, again, for a lot of the points that we just uh, uh, made here uh, for Cooper Cup. So, hopefully this one uh, does cash uh, for Rod as well. All right, uh, for my second player, I'm going to stick with – a quarterback prop here as well. And I really wanted to find the uh, the completions uh, market for this quarterback, but I, I just couldn't find it. Uh, let me see if there's an update, but I, I had to pivot. Uh, let me see here if there's an update. Uh, not yet. So I was looking at Geno Smith, and they're going up against uh, the Cleveland Browns this week. Uh, they're hosting the Cleveland Browns, I should say, and the Cleveland Browns defense has been one of the best in, in the entire uh, football league thus far this season. You take a look at what quarterbacks have done. So I was looking at the under for his completions uh, for uh, Geno Smith. It just hasn't uh, been released yet by the books, but I will be playing that. So I want to give that one out as well. But you take a look what quarterbacks have done or lack thereof against the Browns. Uh, as far as your completions go, no quarterback this season against the Cleveland Browns has more than 15 completions in a game. So I think that's what number one that's really stuck out to me. No quarterback has more than 15 completions in a game uh, against the Cleveland Browns. So I pivoted. I took the under on Geno Smith's uh, rushing, uh, sorry, his uh, passing yards 
a 224 and a half. Last week, we did see Gardner Minshew go for 305 yards. But prior to that, every single quarterback that they have faced has gone under this number. Brock Purdy, 125. Lamar Jackson, 186. Ryan Tannehill, 104. Kenny Pickett, 222. And then week one, the Bengals. I know that was a monsoon. Joe Burrow, 82 yards. So I'm expecting this to either be a run-heavy approach or one of those games where it's going to be a very defensive-minded game. And they were really able to limit Geno Smith through the passing game. I'll take the under 224 and a half here on Geno Smith, just putting stock into this Cleveland Browns defense here, Rod. I think the Cleveland Browns forced their opponents to play ugly football. I know that's uh, what happened against San Francisco. It really, they, they took the shine off of their offense. They made their defense just, I, I don't know, tired or confused or pissed off. I, I don't know what the combination was in that department, but I just feel like it, that's the Browns brand of football right now. Just make your other opponent thoroughly and, and uh, uncomfortable to the point where they can't play anymore. So um, I like that, which means, of course, that means uh, quarterbacks are going to suffer. Running backs are going to suffer. So, yeah, I think that plays into your your narrative right there that uh, I don't think Geno Smith's going to get too many completions in this one. Chris, any thoughts on Geno Smith? Best of luck to him. Um, <laughs> that's my best thought. <laughs> it's best of luck, man. Like Rod said, it's an ugly brand of football that Cleveland plays if you want to see a lot of points being scored. This game opened at 41 as the total. It's down to 37 and a half. That's, that's literally 18 to 19 or, you know, some, somewhere in that realm of possibility. Uh, so it's going to be an ugly game. Um, I would only look toward the under in this one. And it also just feels like the perfect bounce back spot. I think the Colts last week team total was like 20 and a half, 21 and a half. And they had that at halftime. So I can guarantee you that, you know, um, this, this, this entire defense steps up and, you know, get, gets back to their brand of uh, playing football. So I, I like this one as well. You know, if I think, um, you know, you're going to have to lean on uh, Mr. Um, what's the running back name that I can't think Kenneth of right Walker. now. You're going to have to lean on Kenneth Walker. I know he's made us some money with, with his uh, anytime uh, touchdown props. Yeah. You have to lean on him in this spot and, you know, keep Geno out of harm's way because it's harm on the opposite side. All right, let's get into round three of our player props. Uh, Rod, you want to lead us off? Uh, yeah, so I'm on the under train today. Don't know how that happened. Don't know why it happened. It's Friday. It's beautiful. And here I am poo-pooing on everybody. But uh, I'm going to take Kareem Hunt, his uh, his carries, under 12 and a half at minus <laughs> 125. I'm going to stay in that same Cleveland game. You want to talk about ugly football. Uh, again, I know Kareem Hunt. Once uh, once Nick Chubb went down, everybody was all on Kareem Hunt. But listen, Jerome Ford has been a thorn in Nick Chubb's side uh, as of late. Like Ford himself, right? 11 carries against the Colts, 17 against the Niners. Uh, Double-digit carries in every game that he's uh, been in except for the one in Baltimore, right? For Kareem Hunt, you look at the last couple of games, he got 10 against the Colts, 12 against the Niners, 5 against the Baltimore Ravens, and then 5 against Tennessee. So not necessarily uh, the featured back that everybody thought he was going to be right out of the gate. Um, so for, for Ford, he's splitting carries and they're splitting them well, right? It's not as if it's a 30-40 um, or, or, or a, even a 70-30. No, this is like almost a straight 50-50 split between these guys. So even if the Browns do run this, you know, 30 times in this game, you got to think that uh, the majority of them are going to go to Ford as we've seen before. Uh, and and really, even still, the Seahawks rushing defense, not necessarily all that bad themselves. You look at the running backs, uh, 13 
for uh, Amari uh, DeMarcado, right? Joe Mixon only got 12. Brita got 14, good for him, but Miles Sanders only got held to nine on that one. Um, Dave Montgomery kind of broke that, and Kyron Williams did too, but none of those guys were really splitting with anybody with any uh, consistency like, uh, I was going to say Nick Chubb, like Kareem Hunt has with Jerome Ford. So again, like I said, it's not, it's not fully um, Kareem Hunt's job as, as a running back one. Now this is one, a one B with the one a going to Ford in this case. So I think he's going to get a majority of the carries. I don't think uh, Kareem Hunt's going to get more than 12 in this one, especially against the Seahawks um, because they just haven't been letting too many ball carriers carry too many times against them. Yeah, uh, I agree. Again, I think that I think you nailed it when you said that it's Jerome Ford. And again, he had another great week last week against the Colts uh, for uh, sorry against the Colts. I should say uh, did uh, Jerome Ford for the Cleveland Browns. So majority of the uh, carries uh, should go to him. But I think that Kareem Hunt is more of a guy that you want to use in the passing game, right? Because we've seen that all throughout his career that the screen presses and or maybe even getting lined up with the wide receivers that that's where really Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think is utilized best. Chris, any thoughts on Kareem Hunt under 12 and a half rush attempts? Two words again, Jerome Ford. You guys mentioned him already. I mean, he 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 has been the guy uh, that's, like you said, like Rod said, just been a thorn in the side. So I want to elaborate on this one too much. I like the look as well, Rod. And um, 13, 13 carries is a lot in today's NFL when you think about just how much teams are kind of passing the ball. Whenever I'm taking a rush prop to go over, I'm always kind of hesitant because – we know teams are banning the run all the time. So I like it, right? Well, I'll also add to PJ Walker, obviously going to be in this. And we know PJ Walker is one that'll take off himself a, a few times as well. So um, that, that'll kind of dip into both of those guys' carries, honestly. Uh, all right, Chris, take us over to your third player problem. What do you got? Hey, look, so I told you, Rye is leading the way with these unders, and, and that's where the money is, so we, we're going to stay on the same track. And me and Rye didn't know we did not collaborate, and he said he was going to pick one, and I was going to pick one. We just happened to match today. So we're going to keep that chain, that same chain of thought going. I'm on Bijan under. I took his under 80 and, 80 and a half rush plus receiving yards. I initially thought maybe I'll just go rush, maybe I'll just go receiving, but I think combining them is better. And I just go back to the point, man. Tennessee, another one of those really good defenses against running backs. Uh, they're back at home, uh, coming off a bye week. Before that, they had a one-point loss, so they probably got a pretty bad taste in their mouth to the, to the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think the off week definitely allows you to kind of recalibrate, get healthy. I looked uh, just to check and make sure nobody in that front seven is actually on the injury report at all. And Tennessee, they've been excellent against the rush all season, stopping running backs. Mm-hmm from gaining uh, receiving yards as well, not just rushing the ball, but, but receiving yards as well. Of the 16 running backs that they faced this season, only Zach Moss has actually combined for more than 80 uh, total rush plus receiving yards this season. So they've done a really good job of kind of making everybody else beat them. And we know that, you know, if you're going to attack Tennessee, you want to do it through the air. Bijan has been a threat to catch the ball out the backfield, but Tennessee's rush defense has actually given up uh, just one running back to have over 30 receiving yards outside of Zach Moss this season. And Bijan himself is only, he's only gone over this number combined in three or seven games so far, uh, you know, of that 80, over 80 and a half uh, rush plus receiving yards. So to me, game script for this one, because I, if I feel like I have the script, then it makes it a whole lot easier to make the plays. To me, game script tells me that, you know, against an elite rush defense that's going to be focused on, you know, making Atlanta 
one dimensional as possible and you want Desmond Ritter to beat you every single time, I'm, I'm totally fine with, with taking the under on Bijan. Bijan is one of us. He's a very special player, near and dear to my heart. We've been cashing on his receiving yards at the beginning of the season. Luckily, I was off of him last week with the little bug that he caught that nobody knew about. But I like him in this spot to go under. Maybe he bounces back next week. Bijan, under 80 and a half, rush plus receiving yards. I think the hype has officially died for Bijan Robinson because he came out, I think, week one was it, where he put up uh, the sorry the second week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, had 105 rushing yards. But after that, it's been really lackluster. 33 rushing yards in week one against the Lions. He had 46 against the Texans on 14 carries. 37 against the Washington Commanders rushing yards. I just feel like the production has really slowed down. I know last week the whole thing was about him um not being really disclosed on the injury report uh i had the over on him and i was wondering why isn't Bijan robinson in the game and lo and behold after the game we find out what's going on so um does it carry under this week as well possibly but i feel like especially for the atlanta falcons i was about to say atlanta hawks for the atlanta falcons um you have three guys in that in that backfield right like you have tyler algier you have cordell patterson as well who you can Utilize out of the backfield. Um, and also you have Bijan Robinson. And with Arthur Smith, it's a guessing game. And I think it was a post-conference or a a uh yeah, post-conference I saw with him. And he said, I, I gotta ride the hot hand. I, I may be misquoting that, but I think something along those lines. So right now it's Tyler Azure, Tyler Algier for the Atlanta Falcons right now. So yeah, uh the numbers are there there, uh Chris. I think that there's still a premium tax being put on B. John Robinson's name right now just because of the hype that he had coming out of Texas playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Right, any thoughts on Bijan? Well, I for my Tyler Algier shares in my fantasy, I'm very happy when that happens. Uh, but for look, that's another situation where obviously last season they they were high on Algier and and to draft a running back when they did and bring him in, it, it was kind of confusing to a lot of us who were watching Algier uh play ball last season. So um, maybe they do have two uh, running backs like most NFL teams are starting to have or have had for a while. And it frustrates people that, uh, that draft them in their fantasy teams that try to bet on them in the, in the, but of course they coaches don't care. They just want to win games. So they're just like, whatever, we don't care. But yeah, I think when you have those two types of, of good, decent, at least serviceable running backs, it does make it difficult. So uh, yeah, Bijan has fallen off and really, we can't really diagnose why. I mean, like I mentioned, I try to watch the press conferences of what Arthur Smith is saying, um, and it just seems like, again, he's riding the hot hand or whatever that, whatever that means. So be cautious, I guess, when you're betting on overs, at least for Bichon Robinson. All right, uh, for my third player prop, um, I'm going to go over to that Baltimore Ravens game. They're visiting the Arizona Cardinals uh, this week. And then last week, I had the over on Kenneth Walker to go over on his rushing yards. And I'm going to go back to another uh, running back here for the Ravens, uh, Gus Edwards, over 57 and a half rushing yards here for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And I know there's this has been another season where they've just been decimated by injury, especially in the uh, the backfield. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins gets hurt again. Um, but it's just a, a fate of Arizona Cardinals uh, rush defense uh, this season. The Cardinals rank 25th in opponent uh, yards per uh, opponent rushing yards per game. That is the sixth or seventh most. 
They're also uh, allowing the 10th most um, opponent yards per rush attempt as well. But over the last six weeks, opposing the running backs have gone over this total of 57 and a half uh, against the Cardinals. And four out of the last five weeks, opposing running backs have eclipsed 100 plus rushing yards. I know that you talk about that you still have, you know, um, Justice Hill in that backfield as well. Lamar's also a running threat, but Edwards is averaging 14 rush attempts per game over the last three weeks. Uh, so I think they'll they'll continue to feed the ball to Edwards. And we know Edwards historically in his career has been a guy that averages close to five yards per carry. He probably won't need all 14 rush attempts. But again, if he does get 14 rush attempts uh, on average, like he has been over the last three weeks, I think he should fly over this number of 57 and a half against his Arizona Cardinals defense. So uh, I'll take Gus Edwards over 57 and a half rushing yards here, Chris. Yeah, how could I talk you off, you know? Like you said, you gave out the numbers for Arizona defense. Um, I think last week we saw Lamar have a, a spectacular first half. They didn't really have to do anything because the game was over with against the Lions in the first half. Uh, if anybody watched, you know, kind of tuned into that game. So this week, we we should see a heavy dose of Gus, Gus this week. I, 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 I'm not 100% sure why we wouldn't in this spot, you know, just given, you know, how much uh, you, you want to kind of balance out the, the the workload for your players as well. So, um, we know Baltimore runs the ball pretty much more than any team in the NFL, and you're going up against one of the defenses that just simply can't stop the rush. So I love this spot for Gus, and I, I love that uh, Harbaugh is going to continue to rush the ball no matter what. He doesn't matter if it, you know, he doesn't care if things slow down, if uh, you know, you're not getting a lot of yards per carry. And it's one of the reasons why I'm not interested in taking the under in Baltimore's running back at all. <laughs> uh, Rod, thoughts on Gus the bus? Oh, on the Gus bus, I, I do look. That guy needs a good game. To be honest with you, and and so the the Ravens running that triple option has not necessarily been the triple option that I thought it was going to be. Uh, when I when I started the season preview, so um, yeah, I mean it, it's the Ravens. They run. That's that's really any Ravens running back has value on overs any week, uh, in my opinion. All right, let's get over to our touchdown scores uh, for this week. Uh, Rod, who do you like to find the end zone this week? Well, I know that it's uh, probably super chalky. And I, the reason that I'm going to take the uh, first touchdown for Raheem Mostert is because uh, there's no value in any time. Uh, unfortunately, the books knew very well that Raheem Mostert is going to get in the end zone against the Patriots. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, first touchdown for Raheem Mostert. That's plus 350. He scored two against this Patriots team last time. One of them was the first touchdown of the ball game. Therefore, I think that's going to happen again. Now, listen, that's that. I know it's a different Patriots team than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. They've actually tightened up a little bit. They haven't even let James Cook and or Josh Jacobs into the end zone over the last couple of weeks. Um, but they did have Alvin Kamara find the end zone. They did have uh, Hunter Lupke find the end zone uh, for the cow or for the uh, Cowboys guy. Didn't have that one on your bingo card, did you? But uh, right. yes, again, they they have let uh, running backs into the end zone against them. And Raheem Mostert was one of them twice. And like I said, there's no value in any time touchdown for Raheem Mostert. So if you think he's going to score, I think he's going to score first. So uh, plus 350 on first touchdown for Raheem Mostert. God, when was the last time you saw a plus 350 for a guy to be the first touchdown score? I mean... Oh, his well, I think his only time touchdown was minus 200, I believe, for this game against the Patriots. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of tells you where the books are thinking for <laughs> Raheem Mostert uh, on the end zone this week against the New England Patriots. Uh, Chris, what do you like to find the end zone this week, man? 
So I actually got a couple, uh, and that's typically what I never have. I never have a couple, but I like Keenan yeah. Allen to get in the end zone. You can get him at plus 115, anytime touchdown. You just look, I think they're in a really, really good spot. I mean, first and foremost, they're eight and a half point favorites at home against the Chicago Bears, and that should tell you everything you need to know. We remember, though, the Bears actually do pretty well at stopping the run, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much against the pass. So Bears defense being on the road, they've given up eight touchdowns through the air so far this season. You look at uh, Justin Herbert, he has uh, thrown 10 so far, which puts him in the top 10. And uh, he's, he throws them at home for, for this season for Keenan Allen as well. Um, and uh, let's see, two and, and he has won in at least his last two home games as well. Uh, and he's 10th in targets. We always talk about targets. So give me, give me Keenan Allen to get in the end zone at plus 115. Uh, sneaky one. Actually, two sneaky ones. Garrett Wilson, uh, he actually gets the Giants defense this week. You can get him at plus 210. He gets the Giants defense this week that's given up eight rushing touchdowns, but they've also given up seven through the air as well. He leads this team in every statistical category you could think of, targets, receptions. Cobb is also a little banged up for the, for, for, uh, for the squad as well. So I like Garrett Allen. And then last but not least, I'm going to go back to that first game, Chargers defense at plus 410. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fade the rookie quarterback on the road in his first career road game. Um, he did throw a pick against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. And if the Raiders had any competent, uh, you know, defenders outside of Crosby, uh, he probably would have threw another one last week, even though he did look good and, and you know, in that home, in that home game for him. So um, I think, you know, cross country, hostile environment. Um, I think they'll be playing from behind as well as the spread kind of indicates. So give me the Chargers defense to either, you know, strip sack, and uh, pick one up or just, just catch one and take it to the crib. Plus 410 for the Chargers defense, plus 210 for Garrett Wilson, and plus 115 for Keenan Allen. I love it. I love it. Love it. Uh, all right. For my touchdown prop bets, I got to throw some home cooking in there somewhere. So um, I feel like there's some chemistry that's been developed between CJ Stroud and uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's had a touchdown, I believe, in three straight weeks, uh, has Dalton Schultz. I know the Texans were on a uh, bye week last week, but Schultz has three touchdowns total this season. He's had one in the three straight weeks. We go back against the Saints, against the Falcons, and against the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. Um, so I think this is going to be another game where I think they he's able to find that connection with Dalton Schultz. Schultz that number is currently sitting at, uh, let's see here, I think it was plus 190 is what I saw um, for, yeah, plus 190 for Dalton Schultz to find the end zone. I'm gonna go to that game also as well for, against the in the Patriots in the uh, Dolphins game. Look at Jalen Waddle uh, to find the end zone here as well. Plus 140 right now. I know Raheem Mostert minus 200, Tyreek Hill minus 155. But I think there's some sneaky value here on Jalen Waddle uh, to find the end zone here as well at plus 140. And then I'm also gonna go to that Chargers game here as well. I love the call on Ken Allen to find the end zone. I think Josh Palmer uh, plus 225. I think that's another uh, good look here. It gives um, Justin Herbert another you know big target. I know he only has one touchdown on the season here, does Josh Palmer, but he's definitely getting the target. He's averaging at, uh, close to, or he's at at least seven uh, targets uh, in four straight weeks, and he's also you know taking advantage of the opportunities as well. He's been a great down the field threat as well. Uh, for Justin Herbert. So uh, I'm going to look at his longest reception as well, but I think that's an opportunity for him to find the end zone here at plus 225. So I'll take Josh Palmer, plus 25, Dalton Schultz, plus 190, and then Jalen Waddle, plus 140 uh, for my touchdown scores. 
All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it up strong here. Let's give out our best bets for NFL Week 8 for our player props. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off? All right, so before before we get into the best one, you know, let me let me just throw in a, a, a honorable mention. And that yeah, honorable okay. mention is going to be, we're going to stick with the, the, the past attempts. This number actually wasn't even available. I just wrote down Desmond Ritter past attempts over whatever the number comes out in. And I'm absolutely on this one as well. This dude has been a cash cow for us. Uh, he's, he's playing in Tennessee, of course. We talked about that one. So Tennessee at home. I think that absolutely forced Atlanta into just passing the ball here. Um, Tennessee's been really, really stout against the rush, giving up just 3.6 yards per carry, which ranks seventh. And I'm pretty sure that number is even better if you take a look at them being at home. Uh, you look at, at Atlanta, they don't want to rush the ball um, as they've wanted to all season. But I don't know how effective they're going to be. You look at Ritter, 47, 37, 31, 38, and 32 pass attempts so far this, this season. You ask Arthur Smith, if he wants that many pass attempts for his quarterback, he probably tells you no. But uh, that's what defenses are kind of forcing them to do. So um, Ritter is over in five of his last six games, over this 29-and-a-half number. Uh, and you look at Tennessee, they forced five of their last six opponents to go over this number as well. I was just looking it up while we were on the show because this number actually just dropped since we've been doing the show. Yep. Um, you can actually mm-hmm. get Ritter to, to have 40 pass attempts at a plus 14.25. He's, he's only done mm-hmm. that one time this season, but he does mm-hmm. have uh, two games of 37 and 38 pass attempts. So I, I like Ritter to go to at least have 35 pass attempts this week. Uh, so I'll add that one as well, um, and uh, we'll make that half of the best bet. The other half of the best bet, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Pickett. I really think that, you know, just Jacksonville, riding that defense as well. I already gave out all the numbers, but I do think that this is going to be a spot well where we, we kind of expect Pickett to play a little bit better at home. I know he was, you know, a tad bit impressive in uh, L.A. against the Rams last week, but I like Pickett to go over his 32-and-a-half uh, pass attempts in, this, uh, in, in week eight as well. So we'll go have bet, best bet on both of those guys to, to throw the ball about 40 times. They're going to be slinging that thing around, you know, right? So those are the two best bets for me for this week. Love it, man. Uh, all right, Rod, take us over to your best bet. All right, well, then I'll just continue the attempts uh, train going. I'll take the Sam Howell one as my best bet. 34 and a half is the pass attempts of plus money. Um, like I said, this could be a 40 uh, pass attempt game for Sam Howell. So I'm definitely on this one. This one should cash you probably somewhere in the third quarter. So uh, get ready to, to have that money in your account by the end of the game. All right, there we go. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I saved one here that, um, I mean, I have a list of like seven of them that I like for this week, but um, I'm going to go over to that Chiefs and the Broncos game. I'm looking at Isaiah Pacheco uh, to go over his receiving yards of 15 and a half. Um, I think this is a theme that continues to play on running backs against the Denver Broncos, right? Broncos have a historically bad defense, whether it's been through the air or whether it's been on the ground and opposing running backs. They're not only thriving rushing the football against the uh, Denver Broncos, but also they're having a lot of success catching the ball uh, through the air against those linebackers of the Denver Broncos. So opposing running backs are averaging 6.71 receptions per game and 55 receiving yards against the Denver Broncos defense. And that's the running back position. Pacheco has played in three career games against the Broncos, including this season. He's gone over this projection in all three of those games of 15 and a half receiving yards for Isaiah Pacheco. And just to put into context uh, or just put in the number uh, for Isaiah Pacheco this season against the Denver Broncos, where they already matched up earlier uh, in that game, he had 
let's see here. Um, let me, I have to go to a different page. Um, nope, let's go back. Six so against Pacheco, you know? yeah, there you go. Six for 36 uh, in that game against the uh, Denver Broncos. So I think that theme continues this week for Isaiah Pacheco. He's done it in five of the seven games this season as well. He's done it in three out of the last four weeks or four out of the last five weeks. Uh, I think that train continues here. So give me Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half uh, receiving yards for this game against the Denver Broncos. And just for fun, or not for fun, just because we love underdog fantasy, we're going to put together our best bet entry here um, for this week on underdog fantasy. And and let's see what our payout is going to be uh, for this week. So um, let me see, as it loads here, um, or maybe they're on to us that they don't want us to put in this bet because uh, it's not letting me. But just to recap, uh, just to uh, put in your underdog fantasy with us again if you haven't already signed up make sure to use that promo code sgpn they are matching all new customers first deposit um up to 500 dollars. so again if you haven't already signed up with uh, underdog fantasy code sgpn if you already have one you know get your wife's phone you know open an account with her name use that promo code sgpn help us out uh help us out you know Maybe uh, get your uh, mom or dad as well, and maybe your grandparents are as well. Just a little secret. They hopefully they don't listen to this pod. But yeah, make sure to use that promo code SGPN. Use our best bets. Mine is going to be Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Rod, you are going with Sam Howell over on his pass attempts, and then Chris, I know you gave out two. Uh, which one do you like the the better of the two? Let's go, Kitty Pickett over 32 and a half pass attempts. You know, if I could just do all both of uh, Chris's, uh, make it a four-pick entry there. I feel good about our best bets this week for sure. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week's PropCast, uh, NFL Week 8 player props. Hopefully, we're able to put more cash in your pockets this week. Rod, anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? No, sir. Just uh, excited to watch another week of football and uh, NASCAR winding down. So just uh, if you want to listen and try to win some more money in NASCAR, Follow us on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. F1 is in Mexico City this week, so a lot of fun there as well. Uh, but keep track on that and the network as well. Chris, anything else, my friend? Nah, like Brian said, man, nothing else to mention. Uh, just enjoy the games. Uh, you know, we always tell people to bet responsibly, so make sure you bet responsibly. Enjoy the games. Uh, let's make some cash. And uh, check me out on, on X at Crispy Cap in two P's, two N's. Uh, doing a lot, a lot of different stuff over there. Busy, busy guy right now, but it's fun. Fun times. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, let's make some cash while we're watching the games. He's writing an article as we speak, uh, is Chris. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, we'll be back next week for the Thursday Night Football. You can follow me on X at SportsNerd824. More importantly, subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. If you haven't already, left, leave us a rating and review. Also, the Touchdown Prop Contest is still going on. Uh, just get all the details uh, over on the website as well, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, or also on the NFL Gambling Podcast Twitter account at SGPNNFL. All right, we'll be back next week. Like I mentioned, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>